0: This is part two of the Zodiac Killer series. I won't actually have the special guest that I thought I would have. We had some scheduling problems, but hopefully we can have them on again some other time. So, in part two, we are going to discuss the top ten Zodiac suspects. This one won't be as long as the first, and if you are hearing this podcast first, you might want to go ahead and go back and listen to part one so here are the top 10 suspects though there were so many more number one lawrence kane lawrence kane worked in the same lake tahoe hotel as donna lass who disappeared in 1970 and she may have well been another zodiac victim it's pretty well generally agreed that she was a zodiac victim he served in the naval reserves And so that would explain military attire, the military boot print. Um, He may have learned coding, which would explain the ciphers. And a 1962 car accident left him with a brain injury that could have compromised his ability to control urges. He was arrested for being a peeping Tom, quote unquote, in 1961 and for prowling in 1968. So a retired police detective investigating the case in the 1980s claimed that Kane's name was embedded in one of the Zodiac ciphers and that Darlene's sister Linda had identified a photo of Kane as the man she said had bothered Darlene at a restaurant. Um, A San Francisco police officer who probably saw the Zodiac moments after Stein's murder said Kane's photo was closer than any other likeness he had seen. Kathleen Johns, the pregnant woman who had escaped from a man believed to be the Zodiac in Modesto in 1970, also identified a photo of Kane as the abductor. So he was a pretty pretty good suspect. Number two, Ross Sullivan. The 1966 murder of Sherry Jo Bates in Riverside, California, bore many similarities to the Zodiac killings. Staffers at the Riverside City College Library, near where Bates' body was found, her car was abandoned in the library parking lot, They said a co-worker, Ross Sullivan, had made them uncomfortable and disappeared for several days after the murder. Sullivan also sported a crew cut and glasses similar to the composite sketch of the Zodiac. He moved to Northern California in 1967 and was hospitalized several times for bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. Sullivan wore an army jacket and military style boots like those that had left footprints at the Lake Berryessa stabbings. Zodiac Buffs also note that his letters mention the Mikado by Gilbert and Sullivan, which could be a reference to Sullivan's name. Number three, Richard Marshall. Marshall, who was a ham radio operator and movie projectionist, he lived in Riverside in 1966 and then later in San Francisco near where Stein was murdered. Visitors to his home told police they found him peculiar and that he had talked about finding, quote, something much more exciting than sex, unquote. Marshall liked old movies, including The Red Phantom, which was mentioned in a 1974 Zodiac letter. He lived in a basement apartment, which the Zodiac also cited. He owned a typewriter and a teletype similar to those the Zodiac used. They both liked felt-tip pens and odd-sized paper. But Richard was ruled out. In a 1989 TV interview, Marshall conceded there were many similarities, but denied being the Zodiac. Napa County Sheriff's Detective Ken Narlo, who pursued the case for decades, said, Marshall makes good reading, but not a very good suspect in my estimation. And Marshall died in a nursing home in 2008. So, number four is Richard Gaikowski. Gaikowski edited a counterculture newspaper in San Francisco. A former co worker sent long, rambling letters to law enforcement agencies accusing him of being the Zodiac and said Gaikowski invited him to engage in violent acts together. The accuser, nicknamed, quote, Goldcatcher, appeared in disguise on an episode of the History Channel's Mystery Quest in 2009, and he provided recordings of Geikowski's voice. On the show, a police dispatcher who spoke to the Zodiac said she thought it was the same voice. Researcher Tom Voigt also notes that Gajk appears in a part of a cipher the Zodiac said contained his identity. Goldcatcher was a known conspiracy theorist with little credibility, described by a San Francisco police inspector as, quote, one of the three top zodiac kooks. So, when Narlo, the Napa detective, interviewed Gaikowski, the journalist claimed he was out of the country at the time of the 1968 murders on Lake Herman Road, but had lost his passport. So San Francisco and Napa police denied requests to compare a DNA sample from Gaikowski with the Zodiacs. He died in 2004. Number 5, Earl Van Best Jr. So Gary Stewart, the author of The Most Dangerous Animal of All that he published back in 2014, he didn't know that he was actually adopted. So his birth mother contacted him when he was 39, which led to him researching who his biological father was. His research led him to say that his biological father, Earl Van Best Jr., was indeed the Zodiac. Earl Van Best was a rare book dealer. Stewart said Best looked like the composite sketch of the Zodiac, lived in California at the time of the killings, was interested in ciphers, he knew a Satanist and a Manson family member. Best also served time in prison for the statutory rape of Stewart's mother. But, disclaimer, even though she was 14 and Best was 27, their relationship was apparently very real, and they even tried to run away together. Um, so, Best most likely held a grudge against the San Francisco Chronicle reporter Paul Avery who wrote a series of articles about the couple. Stewart said he found his father's initials in the Zodiac ciphers, and a document examiner said the handwriting on Best's marriage certificate matched the Zodiac's. The fingerprints didn't match, but a mark that could have been a scar was visible in Best's and those found in the cab. He was ultimately ruled out though. Gary's book got a lot of publicity, but experts quickly dismissed it. The method that Gary used to crack the cipher was questionable. The fingerprint mark was similar to that of the zodiacs, only it was reversed. The handwriting on the marriage certificate was the ministers, not bests. As far as the resemblance to the sketch, it was said that a crew cut with horn-rimmed glasses was hardly a unique look in the 1960s. Earl Van Best died in 1984. Number six, Jack Torrance. A man named Dennis Kaufman claimed that his late stepfather, Jack Torrance, was the Zodiac. Torrance had spent time in the Navy and the Air Force. He was trained as a radio operator, which would have given him opportunity to learn coding. Kaufman said Torrance looked exactly like the composite sketch of the Zodiac and claimed to have a stash of incriminating evidence, including a once-bloody knife, a roll of film depicting disturbing images of possible victims, and a bizarre hooded costume like the one the Zodiac wore during the Lake Berryessa stabbings. On a 2007 Discovery Channel documentary, Dennis brought in Nanette Bartow, who is a court certified forensic document examiner? And she concluded that Torrance's handwriting matched the Zodiac's, but Jack was ruled out. Law enforcement officials dismissed Dennis's evidence as nonsense. One photo showed a blob of color that Dennis was just sure was the black dolly of Elizabeth Short. The hooded costume Kaufman had was not as detailed as what the victims had described. It was really crude. Uh, The researchers also blew off Nanette's credibility because she also believed Torrance had also written the John Benet Ramsey Ramson note. Torrance died in 2006. Number seven is Donald Lee Bougioc. I'm probably mispronouncing that, so don't come at me. Researcher Kevin Robert Brooks developed a long but circumstantial case stating the Zodiac was Donald Lee Bojak, who was released in 1968 from Montana's Deer Lodge Penitentiary after serving 11 years of a life sentence for killing a sheriff's deputy. The hooded man who stabbed the couple at Lake Berryessa had told the couple that he had just escaped from a prison in Montana according to Brian Hartnell, who survived the attack. According to Brooks, fellow inmates said Bujok had talked about killing people to make them slaves in the afterlife, as mentioned in a Zodiac letter. He had been discharged from the Army for mental health reasons. Uh, Brooks also alleged that markings on some Zodiac envelopes spelled out Zodiac is a veteran with four F, as in Frank. Brooks also speculated that the Zodiac's signature crossed circle symbol was inspired by the helicopter landing pad at Fort Ord, California, where he had been stationed. However, he too has been ruled out. Bujock's fingerprints did not match those believed to be the Zodiac's. A park ranger at Lake Berryessa claimed Hartnell said the prison was in Colorado, not Montana. He was released just three days before the Zodiac's Lake Herman Road killings, but some researchers think he would have had difficulty traveling across three states in that time. He was incarcerated during the Bates murder and other early killings that may have been the Zodiac's, and he died in 1993. Number 8 is George Russell Tucker. Former California Highway Patrol officer Lyndon Lafferty said the Zodiac Killer was a man he referred to as George Russell Tucker. Lafferty used a group of retired law enforcement officers called the Mandamus Seven and apparently discovered a cover-up regarding Tucker, and that's why he was never pursued. The conspiracy is that Tucker went on a killing spree after finding out his wife was having an affair with a local judge. He was never investigated due to what Lafferty and his team called, quote, official corruption and political intervention that forced the investigation into a top-secret covert status, which gave the Zodiac Killer immunity and a license to kill, unquote. Lyndon Lafferty wrote a book about it called The Zodiac Killer Cover-Up, a.k.a. The Silenced Badge. I'm not really believing that one. Okay, so the last two are the ones that are, in my opinion, pretty suspect. So number nine is Arthur Lee Allen. Now, portrayed as the prime suspect in Robert Graysmith's books, one of which was the basis of the 2000 movie Zodiac, Allen was the only suspect to actually be served with warrants. He was questioned by police in 1969 and again in 1971 after a friend of his told the authorities that Alan had talked about wanting to kill people and how he secured a flashlight to a gun, which the Zodiac did. Alan wore a Zodiac brand watch, owned the same caliber gun used in one of the Zodiac shootings and told police the bloody knives in his car had been used for killing chickens. Arthur also owned a royal typewriter, which was the same kind used in a Zodiac letter. He had been in the military and was less than honorably discharged from the Navy. He had also been fired from his teaching job for molesting children. He was, in fact, arrested in 1974 for child molestation and was put in the Atascadero State Hospital until 1977, which is the same mental hospital that Edmund Kemper was at as a teen. So that would explain the Zodiac disappearance in 1974. So Arthur Allen Lee was also able to write with both of his hands, which some theorists say could have helped disguise his handwriting. Police investigated Allen again in 1991 after an informant said Allen had boasted to him about killing a cab driver. At that point, Michael who survived the Vallejo attack, identified a photo of Alan as the shooter, but he was ruled out. Alan didn't match witness descriptions of the Zodiac. His fingerprints didn't match those found in Paul Stein's cab, even though the Zodiac said he didn't leave fingerprints there. Um, His palm print didn't match the one found on a Zodiac letter, and his DNA didn't match the partial DNA profile created in 2002 from saliva on an envelope believed to be the Zodiacs. Two DNA profiles were created in 2002 from saliva on an envelope believed to be the Zodiacs. Two searches of Allen's home found no incriminating evidence. Police had samples of his right and left handwriting and neither matched the Zodiacs. Allen died of a heart attack in 1992. Now, number 10 is the one that I'm fairly convinced might have actually been the zodiac of course I don't know for sure but number 10 is Louis Joseph Myers now Myers on his deathbed confessed to a friend in 2001 that he was in fact the zodiac killer he was dying from cirrhosis of the liver Myers asked his friend if he would go to the police and tell them once he died which was in 2002 The friend stated that he couldn't get the police to take him seriously. So listen to this. Myers attended the same high school as Zodiac victims David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen. He also worked in the same restaurant as Zodiac victim Darlene Farron. Also, during 1971 through 1973, when the Zodiac went silent, uh... Myers was deployed overseas in the military. Myers told his friend that he targeted couples because of a bad breakup with a girlfriend and that the cab driver was just a simple robbery. So this guy is currently being investigated. So those are the top 10. Um, I did find one that kind of threw me for a loop where people are accusing Ted Kaczynski of being the Zodiac Killer But if you know anything about Ted Kaczynski, I mean, he lived in a shack and made bombs and mailed them. So I don't really see why that would gain any ground as far as um, suspects go. And then, of course, there's the Ted Cruz politician one, which is completely ridiculous. But I digress. Those are the top ten. So what do you think? You can leave me comments on my Instagram page at serial underscore killing and thanks and have a great day music by kevin mccloud on incompetech.com